0: when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin
1: to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. This is the Designed to Heal podcast. I am just your average, Jeff, with Dr. Ben Rawl. What's up, buddy? How are we doing? Hey, well, I'm excited today. I get to have a couple of friends with me. One of my favorite parts about
0: doing this podcast, aside from hanging out with you, Jeff, but I'm next flattered. best flattered. Is bringing awesome people on to introduce to our audience and especially Um, people that are, that are doing it, right? People that are, um, Doing, you know, putting their, if you will, their money where their mouth is, or showing up, and and a lot of times it's people say I don't have the time, I don't have the, you know, the resources, I don't have the energy, I've got yeah. kids, I've got families, and and I think a lot of us understand that that's a lot of us, but then there's people like we have on today, our guests today, that not only um, have all those same right parts yeah. of their life, but are are doing it and are are helping other families get connected, and so today we have the the founding uh, members, the founding board members of the Florida. Freedom Keepers chapter many of you would know them we have Melissa and Ali on with us today and they're going to give a little bit more but I'm gonna just say, if you've seen the yellow shirts, kind of the honeybee yellow shirts with the Florida Freedom Keepers or Freedom Keepers on it, then you know this group. They're at a lot of our events that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very generous. They come in, they support, and um, you, they put on all sorts of programs. You've probably bumped into them in a lot of different ways, and so they're gonna to talk to us about all things, you know, medical freedom and Love Florida it. Freedom Keepers and that whole spectrum from you know political to local level to you know how to do with a family. So we're so excited to have uh, Melissa and Allie with us today. Welcome to the show, you guys. Will you give us a little bit of your story and background, and we'll let you chat. We'll let you take it from here.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you for having us. We're both really excited to be here. Um, We love collaborating with you, and we love how much Achieve Wellness and you do for our community. And we're just honored to be here with you. Um, So I'm Allie. I'm one of the board members, and Melissa is with me. So a little bit of background about myself and Florida Freedom Keepers, um, we were created when Senator Lauren Book decided to go after religious exemptions in the state of Florida, and I believe it was 2019 um, she submitted a bill to remove religious and medical exemptions in Florida, and um, I was never really politically savvy or too concerned about that situation until my son had a vaccine reaction, which kind of opened my eyes to everything. So I have been following on Instagram a couple influencers per se, like Talia and Gianni. And I was watching what was happening in California and the formation of Freedom Keepers California and how they were fighting um, Pan and all of his vaccine mandates So I just kind of reached out to them, and I said, hey, we have this going on in Florida. I want to start a group. And they were like, go for it. And then Melissa saw the Instagram account I created, and she reached out to me, and she was like, hey, I've been fighting for medical freedom for years. And then we just had kind of like instant chemistry, and we work really well together. And then we met our third partner, Julia, and everything just kind of took off from – there working together and we've um, collaborated with what is now Freedom Keepers United, which is a global organization. And we're in 16 countries now, 48 states. um, And we're just trying to reach an advocate for people where they're at with gentle messaging and fighting against medical and vaccine mandates while remaining kind of politically involved but on a bipartisan level melissa want to add anything to that about our specific
0: florida amazing. chapter incredible <laughs> well one thing before melissa before you jump in i just want our, our our listeners and it's one of the things i've i've always loved about your your guys's organization you said some words in it and i think you the one that stuck on me was <clears throat> gentle messaging of course there's always the impetus there's always usually the origin story something happens to somebody right there's an injury a vaccine injury or there's just something that crosses a line that becomes our our line in the sand and of course in this movement the medical movement it's been largely uh, led by what you know we would kind of call mama bears just it just seems that moms Mm -hmm. have been the ones that have led this charge I I that's I, unfortunate. I think that men need to step up. It's one of the reasons that I, I speak about that a lot because I just I did I just think we need we need everybody involved. This is an important yeah. issue. You can't relegate that over to your wife to deal with or to wife to do. And so anyway, it's my soapbox. But you said gentle messaging, and I think and in and, and a bipartisan and, and you know, and a few years ago when this probably was starting, I would probably say, Oh man, come on, we just gotta, you know, storm the gates here and you know, come on, these people are crazy. But now things have gotten so polarized so mm-hmm. divisive you know from everything from you know race issues political issues uh, medical issues of course and even though i have very strong opinions you guys fit a very important gr- a, a group or a very important role you play in bringing people together with like you said gentle messaging i know people that meet you or introduced to you or introduced to your work you guys have a way of doing it that i that really brings people in and I, I just want to encourage. I just want to thank you for doing that. It allows people to get their feet wet in the medical freedom movement and not feel like they're a crazy conspiracy theorist. And I don't mean that negatively to people. Right? That's just how often people are are billed or labeled. But um, Ben, so worth adding you. too. I mean, yeah. if you
1: think about their story and think about you know, Al, you said what? Twenty nineteen was um, was your entry into the into that space. Is that correct?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: So think yep. about this. So 2019 has that, that line in the sand issue or whatever. And probably Ali, I mean, I would love for you to speak to this, but I think like so many people probably felt a, a, an array of emotions, their helplessness, uh, anger, frustration, all the things, and, and then did mm-hmm. something about it and look what happens. Right. Networks up yeah. with Melissa. And now you guys are a thing and you're you're making a difference. And that's and, and it kind of amazing, Ben, how it happens that way for so many people that that just, uh, you know, like minded, they, they, well, they come together. It's almost like these divine appointments happen, I think, in so many different ways. You and know?
0: nobody knew COVID was coming.
1: Right. I mean, I remember when, yeah. you know, yeah. when
0: Book proposed that and, and all that. And so, you know, thankfully it gave... I mean, f- there's a lot of good things that have happened in Florida, but I, and I'm very thankful for, of course, a lot of those things. So, mm-hmm. so, t- so, tell us about, and Melissa, of course, add in there if there's any more about the thing. But tell some of the things that you guys do, because I think that's what's amazing to me too. Mm-hmm. That you, the the way you guys work with politicians, uh, the way you you bring people, and just if you just want to like start. Laying it on all the different (laughs) things that you guys have done and do and what you've seen be successful and maybe encourage some of us as parents, how we can be involved or how we can get engaged with either Florida Freedom Keepers or if we listeners live in another state or even another country, um, how they could get involved.
2: Okay, awesome. So what our like mission and goal here is, we kind of want to meet everyone where they're at. There are people who've been in this movement a long time who are seasoned activists. And then there's people like myself who's just starting to ask the questions like, why did this happen? Or what are these ingredients? And especially with COVID, things have gotten, the movement per se has gotten so convoluted that we just want to be able to unite people, empower them, and educate them to find their community. Like you mentioned, like we when we started this, we didn't know COVID was coming, but thank God that we had established this community because without it, during COVID, it would have been much darker. I mean, we continued to um, have events such as the ones you hosted, the vaccine conversation, where we had Dr. Sears and Melissa Floyd come, and that was like in the heat, the prime time of COVID, and we still had hundreds of people show up. We had park play dates, all types of things, which kind of leads me into um, our five pillars that we founded on because we wanted to be that community for everybody. Granted, we're not everybody's cup of tea. We've been told we're not aggressive or that we're not doing enough, so which we take those things. I mean, we're still learning and growing every day. We're a young organization. We're a young chapter here in Florida, but We are founded on the five pillars, which are education, political advocacy, community connection, events, and social media. And we've kind of turned those into committees where in each county in Florida, we have community ambassadors who are like little executive boards in their area, and they run events, and they do meetups, they have chats, um, they host We have community activation forums where they have politicians come and speak. And Melissa is doing a series right now where she's interviewing candidates. I mean, we host town halls. We do sign waving. We're just kind of trying to do every and anything that will get people out there to show that we're not alone and to build that community. Melissa, want to add anything about what you're doing right now? She's got (laughs) some fun stuff she's working
3: on um, as we gear up towards primaries. Yeah, I think it's incredible, and thank you for recognizing that. That is, I think, one of the things that we makes us a little different is that we are, have the gentle messaging, and we are for the community, because like Ali said, during these times when we first started, we didn't know who lived in our community that thought the same way we thought or believed the same things that we believed, so one of the first things that we instituted was getting on a mailing list. And that seemed pretty foreign because we got a little pushback from that, from the other freedom groups being like, we don't get on mailing lists. And and we were like, we want you guys to find your tribe, but we don't want that tribe to just be in Tallahassee. We want that tribe to be at your park and at your church and at your playground and at your home so that you knew the 30 people that lived within 10 minutes of you that you can go to them and talk to them and and communicate with them about your needs and what you're looking for so I think our biggest thing was creating tribes at the county level um, and that was really exciting and we have over 7,000 people in our offline database and we can see it from the start of when we started years ago to now that people are now friends and they go to birthday parties and they hang out and we've given people the opportunity to just be more than an online presence, but to really impact change at the local level.
0: So to that point, what would you guys mind maybe sharing some stories? Because I think it's intimidating for people to think about, you know, and and we've again, COVID has caused so much of us to, mm-hmm. you know, look at our local school boards, look at our, you know, elected officials locally, and 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 go, oh my goodness, I didn't like you said, I didn't know they felt that way, I didn't know they, you know, they would have voted that way, I didn't even know, i just can't believe this is happening, and and so there, you know, but can you give just some. I don't want to say general advice, but you know what are the things? I mean, I've been part of some of your campaigns as far as reaching out, but can you talk about how that how that looks? And will you just do a quick plug for our listeners of how do they join your list? How do? And I, I will tell you, I mean, of course, I'm part of it and love you guys. You guys are far from like spammers, you know. Far from like, you just communicate what's going on. You're very, you know, courteous and and and. You know, you're not going to get nine million things. You don't share your emails. You know, I mean, I just want anybody that's listening. This is, I don't think you've ever asked for anything from me uh, or anything like that. You're not asking for money. I don't know. Maybe you do that. I've never seen that happen. Um, but <laughs> no, you, you, you just talk a little bit about how they can at least start to engage with you if they don't already get your emails. And then, if you would talk to us about. What, some stories of how you've engaged with you know elected officials and how that's gone and how are they responding to you I think we we think we're gonna bring it up to somebody they're gonna like yell at us and call us an anti vaxxer and like you know throw something at us and you've probably had uh, some of those experiences maybe but you've probably had some really awesome experiences and I'd like to hear some of those great stories.
3: Yeah, well, that you bring up a great point. You do not have to come with any experience to join the organization. And that's one thing I love about Florida Freedom Keepers is you can come as you are. And I was never politically savvy, and I challenged myself to learn about Florida politics, learn how a bill becomes a law learn about the house reps and the senators and now look at me i'm interviewing candidates for elections and i know about elections and you know i run my own business and i'm a hairstylist and this would have never been in the realm of possibility for me personally but i just knew that i had to learn this i had to put the work into it and so you do not have to come with any political experience we like to provide that education and then people can grow the skills that they want to grow You can join our mailing list by going to flfreedomkeepers.org. There's links to join. We love leadership opportunities. We love volunteers. We're 100% grassroots volunteers. And it's incredible from the first meeting that I spoke with my local senator. I just went with some girls that were going and I was like, can I join you? And my palms were sweating. I did not even say like more than a sentence because I was so nervous. I didn't know what to say. They had a whole script written up, and they were so professional, and, and it was so awesome, and we took pictures, and it was a really great meeting, and I was like, oh, okay, this is not as terrifying as I thought, and that's some of the feedback we get a lot from our community. People don't know how to start, and they don't know what to say, and so we like to provide those opportunities with giving education and information at the county level, so how to register to vote, who is in your county, how to find out what district you're in. All of that stuff can be found on our website. How bills become a law. We have videos. Um, We just want people to feel like they can actually be a voice that is heard. And these politicians are public servants. Their job is to listen to you, is to hear your concerns. Um, And we've seen really amazing people stepping up into that political arena. And then Allie obviously has a ton of stories, I'm sure. Yeah, actually.
2: And as speaking I'm thinking back Melissa and I this was 2019 had just met and she like messaged me she's like hey we're gonna meet with the um superintendent of the schools this time next week I'll pick you up I'm like what like this girl's crazy I don't even have children in school she's like yeah it'll be great I'll see you there or I can pick you up I'm like Okay, I'll just meet you there. And the whole time I'm driving there, I'm like, what is, what am I doing? (laughs) But Melissa and I met with Walt Griffin, the supervisor of Seminole County Schools and, or superintendent, excuse me, and he was so nice he did not call us anti-vaxxers. We ha- Melissa had a file folder of information she gave him, and at that time we were just talking about the flu shot and how we did not want it given at school and what how the consent form was very poor. And he had actually re- reassured us that he had ended that contract and they would not be offering any immunizations at school anymore. And it was a really great meeting, and it ended up being... It was so easy to talk with him and Melissa, and we felt heard, and we left. I remember leaving being like, okay, that was really empowering and really easy. And after that, we just kind of went even deeper, and I was like, well, let's call David Smith, who's our house rep, or let's call Jason Broder. Let's host town halls. And then we just started doing things, and what I think I've learned the most from doing this is that these elected officials, I feel like they are more intimidated by their constituents than we should be of them, because yeah. they want our vote, and they're trying to impress us. have I've only ever had one who's been kind of arrogant, and I would compare him to a car salesman, and I was just not buying the lines he was feeding me, and this was about um, mandating masks and vaccines and how he was voting on it. And I just kind of pushed back, and eventually he um, listened to me and let me schedule more meetings. We've had a lot of pushback with people being like, oh, you can meet with the assistant, but you can't meet with the senator or the house rep. And I'm like, that's fine. I'll take a meeting with your assistant or your legislative aide. And after taking those meetings, nine times out of ten, they will then let you meet with the actual um, house rep or senator and we hosted um, a Christian Hall study group, and they met Thursday nights here in Orlando. But we had them in, I think, five counties, even all the way up to the Panhandle and Jacksonville. And once those groups ended and finished meeting, it was like all of them were felt like Paul Revere, like, storming their mm-hmm. their elected officials' offices. And the same thing we had when we hosted a FACL, which is a Foundations of Con- Applied Applied Conservative, Conservative, leadership. Conservative Leadership. I remember leaving that training like, I'm ready to, like, burn some bridges. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so empowering, but I never went into those things alone because I had signed up on our mailing list or I had been following the Instagram account. Or even people who showed up, they're like, I saw this on Facebook, and then we met them there. And it was just, like, not going into those things alone made it even more empowering because I was like, okay, these are normal people around me wanting to make change too, and this really isn't scary. Um, and you can, like Melissa had mentioned, we have a ton of resources. I feel like our website is very underutilized, which is org. floridafreedomkeepers.org, FL org. We have videos on, like, how To do every and anything, I think we have how to join our mailing list on every single page.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we kind of want you
2: on there, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then, but the reason for
0: that, and stuff. I just want to for our listeners, you know, there was an yeah. event I don't remember when it was maybe a year or two ago and you know and censorship is still real and i would just want mm-hmm. and you know anybody that's part of this movement at all you know we don't know when the next hammer is going to drop we don't know when they're going to you know disallow certain things and so as much as we love to be able to connect on other platforms if those things are taken away it really is important that we're able to still communicate with each other. So, a privately held email list, again, you know, just to encourage people, you know, I, I have select groups of people that I follow that I want them to have my contact. So, if, you know, God forbid something else happens that's crazy, we know how to get together and, and rally and, and connect. And you guys also do a really good job of, um, Uh, it's actually one of the few groups I've seen do this, of kind of separating your lists into the areas where people live and can be most active. And so, you know, if there's something particular to me in Orange County or Osceola County, You'll let me know about that. I don't know how you guys manage to do that, but I get the things that are most relevant to me. Don't, you don't tell me what's happening in, you know, Destin because, uh, you know, if I can't, probably not going to make it to the playground, you know, meetup at in Destin today. So, <laughs> yes. um, but you guys, you know, do a good job of not trying to, to overwhelm people with information. But then also, if you guys don't mind, you know, you guys were also very active, as were so many other groups. But uh, during a lot of the school board meetings and a lot of the. Mm-hmm. County meetings, you know, where Mm -hmm. these things were going on, where I think again, people were intimidated, people were scared. But I've seen it happen. Have you guys ever seen that video? It's an older video, but it's like a guy at like a music concert and he starts, it's like an outdoor festival and he starts dancing. Oh, yes. And then, right, and then other people start. And then by the end of it, I don't know, there's 50 people, 100 people dancing. But it always takes that one, you know, and it's a funny video, but I think the metaphor is the same, which is it takes one person, you know, that's bold enough or, or courageous enough or angry enough or. Whatever, sad enough, whatever has happened that they speak up, and then time after time that emboldens other people. Mm-hmm. And what I have <laughs> found also is oftentimes those people that we're talking to, whether it's a community leader or a, or a pastor or a, um, an elected official, particularly to these issues, um, vaccine issues, medical freedom issues, I would say many of them are wildly uninformed right yeah, uh, sure i would say uh, you know ignorant would be maybe a word that's a little stronger but most of them really don't know so i would encourage somebodys listening you probably know more than them about, not about everything, but about these issues that you care about. And so when you really are coming in, you truly are educating them, right? They, they had no idea either that thing was even happening at all or what those implications of that bill could mean or, or what, you know, what's really going on there. So you're right. I think when people meet with these elected officials or, or potential candidates, you know, it's important that they see passionate, educated people on, on these issues. And it can change their opinions. It can change you know, their stance on things.
2: Yeah, I would agree. So many just are oblivious to it. So many don't even know about vaccine injuries or that the government paid like $4 billion. They don't know about VAERS, things like that. And as you'd mentioned with the school board and stuff, we... What we've also tried to do is collaborate with. There's many groups here in Florida, and we have a really great working relationship with um, Stand for Health Freedom and Health Freedom Florida, Moms for Liberty, Moms for America, Operation, um, Freedom, of Operation Freedom of Choice, and there's probably a million more. Forgetting. Sure. Yeah, we work with a lawyer, Sean McBride, on a ton of stuff. So I feel like it's been really beneficial to have that community even broader with people who were just joined Moms for Liberty because of the school board, but then they hear about our meetup or our play date, and then they their eyes are opened. So now they're fighting for total freedom, and it's just been really great to see that kind of – that is one great thing that's come out of COVID is all of these other – medical freedom groups are now seeing like the bigger picture and how everything works together for, for good.
1: Girls, I got to say just something as, as a point of commendation, um, for starters, just you have the right temperament, um, for doing this, for creating just a broad space for people. I think there's a lot of people out there that just feel like, like, I know there's days where I feel like, man, I, I read the news, I see what's going on. I feel helpless. I feel like, there's no place to vent. There's no place to you know, and and that can be a dangerous thing too. You take that negative energy and you apply it to yeah. to bad things. I mean, it can frustrate you. It can take you to a very dark place. And I think that what you guys are doing is is you are the right leaders at the helm to kind of take people in like that who are who are frustrated. They're scared. They're, they're angry. Whatever the case may be, and just you're redirecting them. To productive things and seeing real change, and that's that's a, just an incredible thing. Not many people have the gift to be able to do something like that, and so I just want to thank you for that. And but I would ask you too: Is that am I am I accurately assessing the profile of some of the sort of column seekers that sort of seek you out? Are these the ones that just feel like they're you know like they're powerless to do anything, and then they find you guys, and then maybe finally find a voice and a, a place to sort of apply that energy? Like, could, can you speak to that at all? Is that kind of who finds you usually? Yeah,
2: I would say yes, because this is a very emotional topic. Many people's children have been hurt or their mm-hmm. lives have been drastically changed. But also I will say that is Melissa's gift. So there's four of us on the board and we all have our things and like our talents. But Melissa is so great at what you just described. Like that is her talent and she can make anyone feel Welcome, and that they are so important, and that they can. She like redirects any negative energy. Melissa can, like, she just makes it positive. Like, you can be having the worst day or the worst thing, and she just makes you see the positive and shines light on all of it. Mm. So, that's Aww. Melissa's talent. And I'll let her talk more about. <laughs> About how yeah. we do that because she does it. Thanks and thank you so That's much. That's the for power that. of being
0: a hairdresser, a professional hair <laughs> yeah. stylist, right? You have yes. to learn how to take these people that are crying
1: in their chair to you, right, and say, "Hey, it's yes. gonna be all right." right. <laughs> think about it. I just I want to go even further with this, because so, Melissa, that I, I mean, that is awesome because there, you know, you could you could be a person that just squashes that completely or or subdues it or whatever, but you're actually taking it. It is a gift. You know, it's really a gift to be able to take that stuff into. You know, to help powerless or, or people that feel like they're powerless feel like they now have a voice and they can do something, you know, about things. That that's amazing. All right. So good job on that. Thank Keep you. doing thank it.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> One of um, the slogans that we have is be the light. And it seems like when the world is at the darkest, you just need people to be the light. And that's all that they need to be. You know, all you do is just show up and be your authentic self. And and that's what we just encourage people to do. We say that we have people in our community that vax, that delay vax, that don't vax, that are vaccine injured. That are Democrats, Libertarians, Republicans. We, you are all welcome to join because the incredible. As long as people stand for medical freedom, because we have people that are like I vaccinate, but I stand for medical freedom.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Amazing. We would so, love to have so, you. So Ben,
1: think about this. I mean, I just I, for a listener out there, I, I think they're probably having a similar thought than you know than what I'm having right now. Is you think about our where where our frustration often comes from with politics? I think it's often that we feel helpless and we feel like. That's really the best candidate out there to represent us. Like they don't even have a clue as to, you know. And I'm thinking more of the national level. I know that a lot of our state and local representatives are a lot more, you know, connected to say Main Street and everything. But Melissa, I listen to you and I'm going like, please, for the love of people, would you run for office at some point? Like, Here we just, go. No, I'm
0: this wasn't an agenda. I, no, I, ladies, I, I, and uh, here's
1: why I say this, because Ben, I mean, Ben, tell me there are not days. Maybe I'm alone in this, but I, there are not days though where we look at the world and we go, man, we the, the country. And we see how polarized it is and how far more, you know, like in the last say 20 years plus, how how you know, amazingly more polarized it's become. And, you know, there's often times where I ask the question, how do you even heal from something like that? Yeah. And I just I feel like it's going to be the people like Melissa that are going to that are going to have to do that. One of the you know? things that I've
0: seen happen, and you guys have been a part of this for a long time, and 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 I think partly what you're alluding to, Jeff, is I've seen some people that have been part of the movement that um got got burned out got in got got mm-hmm. hurt by the movement if you will right and yeah. i and i mean that lovingly and graciously to them i just mean that they they gave so much so fast so hard and got so frustrated because the results can take a long time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're still in a battle, yeah. right? I mean, it was just literally this morning, last night, where, you know, I don't know when this show will air, where the mask mandates got lifted in the airlines, now who knows what will happen, but like for this moment in time, right? right. We're, right. We're, and, and
1: what happened instantly after that, the war has broken out on social media, yeah. the two sides right there, you know, it's amazing. And, and it's so even
0: with, you know, with the Freedom Keepers, and I, I think giving them, giving you guys credit for over time, have you, you've you held this line, even though, like you said, and I've been. To some of those conversations where you know you get called, hey, you're not hardcore enough or you're too hard and whatever, right? Um, and you guys have just held the line on what you feel it is that you're called
1: to do. I feel like they they just come back with education and facts that it's just what they bring, they just assert that non emotively, necessarily. I'm not saying that that's necessarily, but
0: that's a gift in this state where where this is such an emotional topic. I mean, I am guilty as charged, like, I'm an emotional dude, like, I, (laughs) I get very upset very often right so i think i just appreciate the calmness and the consistency of this and and watching it but maybe i'll ask you guys this so what have you seen happen in florida because you use california as an example where mm-hmm. you know where some of that started you know and, and even seeing what's happened in california now with a bunch of more bills i know some of them are getting pushed back thank goodness mm-hmm. but you know what have you seen in florida maybe talk to us um, about the climate right now we're very you know I'm personally we're thankful for our governor right now and the decisions that he's made and how he's led Florida um, obviously seems quite educated about these issues. And I don't know who, all of the different people that have been able to get him educated, thank goodness. But can you give us kind of an update on the state of Florida from your guys' perspective, things that we need to be concerned about? Maybe a couple of your victories that I know you guys wouldn't take credit for, but just things you're proud of or things you're excited about that that you've been able to accomplish and uh, kind of give us an update on Florida.
3: Yeah, I'd love to have Ali do that. But I want to talk oh, yeah. just really quickly on the what you guys were just mentioning about the multi-million dollar marketing that goes against us, about the anti-vax stigma, about what it feels like to be on this side and and the sustainability. It is hard for sustainability, and that's why we encourage people to find their tribes and find their community, whatever that looks like, and to come, you know, come and join and just learn. And there were two campaigns that were launched, and it was just asking. And I thought that was brilliant, because why can't we just ask questions, ask questions about big pharma, about the government without being annihilated on social media? And another one was Believe Mothers. And those were really emboldened campaigns that were saying, hey, we're just here to ask questions. We just want to know the truth for ourselves and in whatever form that looks like, but we do not want to be terrorized or be called terrorists. And so we noticed that these multi-million dollar social media campaigns we're infiltrating our schools our home lives our social circles and we just want to be the place that is a safe place for people to come that they can ask questions if you fully vaccinate if you've never touched a vaccine in your life if you're a democrat if you're a republican whoever you are you can ask all the questions we're here to help answer those and encourage people to advocate for medical freedom um And we see a lot of people that join our organization that have, they're like, I vaccinate, but I'm for medical freedom. And then by the end of it, they go, you know what? I think I'm not going to vaccinate anymore. And then they go and get religious exemptions. And we have seen that time and time again, that we welcome them with open arms, with our gentle messaging. And that really does help get people the the one step into it. And then they're like, okay, I'll take another step into it. Cause it's not scary. But when you see social media, if you just say, I don't want to vaccinate, you get annihilated. And yeah. so we want it just to be a safe place that is in person, organization and not just something that we have to keep battling the online forum. So
0: before you go into um, the next piece there about some of the wins and things I want to, you know, I, I just want people to hear this message. One of my, I mean, I've just, over the years, people that I've admired, you know, and one of the people that I, you know, we talk about, of course, about like Martin Luther King, he got a lot of his principles through Gandhi. He, you know, watching what Gandhi had done and don't misunderstand, um, gentle messaging for passivity, Right. Don't don't misunderstand gentle messaging for uh, not having a line in the sand or a belief or an assertion Mm -hmm. or a position. Uh, It's more of a just a posture of communicating. And so you know, like uh, uh, you know, nonviolent protesting. Right. Noncompliance is far from passive. Far from uh, placating. Far from lukewarm. And so it's just a matter of how you choose to communicate. And so I just I hope you know, the listeners would, would hear that. And the other thing I would say is you guys are uh, very, I don't put, put words in your mouth, but you are, you are not afraid of tackling the hardest subjects that are out there. And the people that you've <laughs> uh, done events with and partnered with and brought in and supported are, are, are definitely, you know, people that are on the cutting edge of all things medical freedom. And so I just, we all, of course, our hearts are, we want it fixed yesterday right? But I think a lot of us realize, and I mean this to myself, is we were actually part of the problem for many years is we weren't engaged for decades. We didn't care about who was elected necessarily. We were just voting party line, or we were voting on something, or we weren't voting at all. And so this actually woke a lot of us up, the sleeping giants, the mama bears, the dads that need to get out and say, you know what? Shame on me in a sense. I should have been engaged a long time ago and I wasn't. And so a lot of this we did to ourselves by thinking everything was okay. And we should have been engaged. So I know there is a, a, a lot there. I just wanted to make sure nobody is misunderstanding. Gentle messaging does not mean I don't have a strong position.
2: Yeah, I I would totally agree with that. Sometimes people like last year like, why aren't we in Tallahassee yet? Yeah. Why aren't we doing this? And this kind of goes with an update on Florida, too, is by the time things are in Tallahassee, they are generally too far gone. Mm -hmm. The real work happens throughout the year with your legislators and lobbyists and like-minded individuals making and building that community and that connection so that you have people to go to Tallahassee with. But before you get to Tallahassee, you should also be storming delegation meetings. You should be going and meetings at School boards with your elected officials, your county commission meetings, those are small next steps that actually make the biggest impact. Impact is what you're doing at home in your community, in your city. Did your mayor vote for a mask mandate? What was your commissioner? Or even meeting with, like, the general, the surgeon general or your medical examiner. Like, people who make decisions in your community. And a lot of people are not educated on exactly who those people are until, or they weren't until COVID, when you saw those people standing up there saying, you can't go to Publix at 9 p.m. And then everybody was like, oh, maybe I should talk to these people. Yeah. Um, and it's not really a party line thing anymore. In We are a bipartisan group where we have tons of people across the spectrum politically. Um, But people don't always vote in Tallahassee or in Washington on party lines. I mean, you would be shocked at things the Republicans are voting for and the Democrats are voting for. But the only advantage we have is showing up in their office and educating them. And what we've learned from doing that is that when you connect with them on a personal level with a story of your child or your husband or losing their job. My husband's a first responder and when all of this was going on with COVID, I was like, we cannot. I am a stay-at-home mom. I cannot afford to have my husband not at work over at the COVID vaccine. So you have to kind of take charge and have these conversations on a local level to move forward. And keep Florida free because it's not just the Republicans who are going to keep you safe here in Florida. Um, Democrats will shock you. Once once you've educated them, there are some who say, oh, I would never, I would never vote to mandate this after learning that, or you should definitely be able to get this accommodation medically. And we saw that kind of with the um, bill DeSantis signed, allowing visitors in nursing homes and in the hospital Mm -hmm. and that was drastically changed from personal experiences that were shared with legislators. It was people going into the office and saying, I cannot see my grandmother or my dying mom. And this is wrong. And even Democrats saw that that was wrong.
0: What do you guys do? What, what, so what is up? What, what is up? What's on the, what's in the (laughs) pipeline? What, you know, here's my kind of, I don't want to say it's my fear, but here's one of my concerns. So, Number one, we live in Florida, and so there can be some level of apathy at times because we think we're good, right? We think we, although there is definitely areas in Florida that that is not the case, at least from my perspective, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that we may lose some of our momentum and there's still a lot of work to be done right? There's a lot of issues and there's concerns and we always have to be keeping our our government in check. Of course, Chrisanne, we had her on the show a bit ago and she does a great job of educating. You know, this isn't, uh, you know, if there is any, like you said, things that good that came out of COVID by connecting people to our tribe, waking up to these issues, what's the forward... Thinking for Florida Freedom Keepers or Freedom Keepers United, what, what do we need to be thinking about? What do we need to be doing? What's kind of on your guys' agenda for maybe the, the rest of the year? Obviously, a big election coming up here in November. There's always local elections. What can we be doing? What is this? What's the future look like? Because I think we all would agree anybody's part of this medical freedom movement, even if you just saw the, the bills you know, being presented in California, like this isn't over. Right. I yeah, mean, it's they just haven't beginning. yeah, they haven't folded and said, "Oh man, these these people that showed up with signs, we're done now." Right? Like I like <laughs> Too bad. Yeah, I mean, I was I mean, we do that yeah. and it's, it's it's part of what keeps us motivated to keep showing up, but so can you give us a vision? Give us some thoughts. Give us some, you know, a way to see this thing moving forward and and maybe some thoughts.
2: Yeah, so we cannot become complacent. This is actually when all the work needs to be done. Um Florida has a closed primary so to vote in the primary you have to be a registered republican or democrat by i believe it is july 25th oh wait that's the date of the election so 30 days before that you have to be um, registered in your party to vote and this is a huge primary for example anthony sabatini who is number one medical freedom advocate i mean I could text message him right now and he would give me an answer. He is amazing and we've worked at building that relationship with him. Um, and that's the relationships that we need to see across Florida. So we need to see these, these candidates who are in the primaries. We need to see volunteers working their campaigns um, sharing their beliefs and their messages, um, canvassing for them, door knocking, meeting with them. You can interview a candidate. You don't have to be asked to call them and ask them questions. I mean doing your research on who's funding them, that is all public knowledge and the more you know the more empowered you are. So. Voting in the primary and being a registered voter is key. And then meeting with these elected officials who are already in office and delegation meetings. That's what's going to keep our momentum and keep um, Florida free. We have a ton of people who have come down from the north, and Mm. we need to make sure that we keep Florida free, and we need to educate them that you moved here because we're free, and this is why we're free. This person voted for this mandate or this person voted for this policy. We need to educate the community on who's going to keep us free. Yeah, and ahead. empower people to speak out. And I think people think it's so scary, but letting them know that it's really easy and they work for you and you can just pick up the phone and leave a voicemail if you don't want to talk to someone or send an email. Girls, it's if I if I could real scary. quick, I, I, I wanna
1: you said something earlier that I thought was, was interesting about how these politicians want your vote. And yes. I think that's the yes, most sad thing for me when I consider politics. I mean, I understand somebody wanting your vote if they truly want to represent you, but the fact that, you know, so many of people that there's so many of the people that get into politics, you know, are just pandering to whoever the constituents are and you know, making decisions not based on convictions. But based on popularity, and and I I think that's a big problem. I'm, I'm fairly certain that you guys would have an opinion that you would 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 be willing to share. You know, with potential candidates out there, like could you speak for be, you know on behalf of the people that you represent in your organization, and and tell some of those those you know aspiring would be political candidates out there, this is what public service truly is. Um, would you share you know and, for the audience and, our and your, Jeff, your
0: opinion on that? To add to that, as they answer, you know, I think what what if any if we've also learned something through this is we've seen that medical freedom is now a legitimate voting block, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if yep. you if you were to look at this, I was just talking to a mutual friend this morning who you guys would know, Justin, right? And we were yes. just talking about like, you know, if they would have just left those of us alone that just wanted to be able to choose whether we vaccinated or not and all those things, you know, the at the time, maybe it was three, four percent of the population or whatever, they but they 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 woke up a giant here right oh, now you've got yeah. half of the nation well over half of the nation that's refusing booster shots mm-hmm. that's kind of done with this because they start asking questions they've never, never asked interested. before so now you have you have a voting block of people mm-hmm. that before we were almost ignored it didn't really matter they could just mm-hmm. you know meet with us have a cup of coffee and say whatever um i'm not that interested now you've got a significant double-digits percentage of people that this is a voting issue for, mm. but only if they see that, right? Like you saw some of those rallies that have happened recently, one in D.C., one in L.A., where, you know, a constituent or, a, excuse me, a, a elected official potential candidate is going to look a, a look out and say, there's thousands of people that aren't – if I don't, you know, get educated on this, on this and understand the position – I'm not getting their vote, so yeah, I think to your your point, Jeff. What what are it you just, saying it to these candidates? Me that what are that's you even the case though? Because what, the,
1: I'm not going to get their vote, and it's like you, you know what, freedom is a good thing, and it's the right thing to do. So I guess the question is, you know how, I mean?
0: how are you educating these people? or opening up that conversation to freedom, medical freedom, to our elected officials? What's a what's the how are you guys talking to them about that?
3: Well, I think that brings up such an amazing point because when I got into this organization and politics just like that comment, the system has to change because it went from an election cycle and then they're in office. And by the time they're doing something in office, they're back to an election cycle where they spend all of their time campaigning Mm -hmm. and they're just campaigning. And you're like, are you campaigning or are you actually working for us? Because we need you to stop campaigning and we need you to get to work. And so I totally agree with you. Um, Chris Messina is running for Orange County mayor. He came to one of our brunches that we had and he says, I am only going to run for one cycle because I want to get in there and I want to make the most impact. I do not want to be a career politician, an establishment politician that's just going to be a puppet. And I think that's so empowering because you can see these people that are just career politicians that talk the talk, that blow some smoke, and I love that he was like, I'm going to go in there. If I win this election, I'm going to do the things I can do, especially for medical freedom. And then I'm going to be out. And then I'm going to be an advocate. And I think that's really incredible. We have single issue voters, and that's medical freedom, and that better wake some people up. And one thing that I'm noticing is that we have so many grassroots candidates in this election that our community needs to get behind them. This is the most grassroots candidates I have ever seen. People that have never been politically active are putting their money and their time and their family on the line because they are so convicted with their beliefs and going up against the establishment party and going up against these career politicians that think they have it in their pocket because they know how to play the game, but I love it. We're shaking it up in Florida. We're seeing a lot of changes. We're challenging the system. We're challenging the political system. The people in Tallahassee that were stopping bills and the Senate president and all that stuff, we're done with that. We're mm-hmm. here to play, you know, we're here to get things done and we're keeping our freedoms in Florida, if I have anything to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: like you said, Ben, like it, we are a voting block now and we've probably tripled since COVID mm-hmm. and we actually have the opportunity to make a huge impact this year. And how I would say we do that is, Just take your personal story to whatever elected official you're comfortable with. Mm. Um, They, Like David Smith and Jason Broder told us, we might be Republicans and Democrats, but when we sit down for lunch, we share the stories of our constituents. So if you're taking your personal experience to your elected official, they remember that emotion and they remember what you're talking about and they share it at the lunch table or at dinner. They go to a lot of happy hours in Tallahassee and in Washington. And they are all friends outside of what we see them post on social media. Um, And I think the way that we really is the easiest way to talk to them is just be personal. Just say, hey, I really had a problem with this issue last year. Or how are you going to change this next year? What is your goal for my issue? Or how are you going to accommodate me as a constituent? You don't have to go in there guns blazing like, I can't believe you voted for a mask mandate. You can go in there and say, hey, this mask mandate really affected my family because my son cannot wear one due to sensory processing. Or I myself was pregnant, very pregnant during COVID, and I refused to wear a mask (laughs) because I couldn't breathe just walking. (laughs) So these are things that you tell your elected official like, hey, my kids have been wanting to ride the sunrail. But we watch it every day because we can't get on it do to a mask mandate. Mm. Those personal issues, regardless of how soulless your elected official may seem, like Jerry Demings, they still will listen to what you have to say. And if you have some emotional or something personal to share with them, they're probably going to remember that more than the angry mob who was banging on the door with
3: a sign. A sign. But don't forget, election, we can turn the tide this election. Primaries in August, general election November, and our goal is to get the most people out to the voting. Sign up to be a poll worker. You can be a poll worker, you can knock doors, you can financially support campaigns, you can hand out flyers. I went canvassing with Chris Messina for Orange County Mayor and Nate Robertson, and it was amazing. People are over it. People want to see change. People do not want them to be locked down. They don't want their businesses locked down. But until we get boots on the ground doing the work, this election isn't going to make that much of a difference. Yeah. You we got to get people active.
0: What I'm hearing is, as we wind down, what I'm hearing, and, and I'm going to get on my soapbox again for just a second, but <laughs> what what I, uh, my, the one I built for myself here, so like I don't, nobody asked me to get on it, but you know, I, I look at what's going on and, and this is, you know, for, for many of us, we're roughly in that same kind of age category and raising our families and you know, this is kind of the issue of our, of our generation. This is, this is something that many of us never thought that we would see. And we got, you know, we've kind of gotten hypnotized by the world. And let and me say, like, I, I don't have time. And I talk about this a lot when I talk about health, but you're making me think about it in a different way. The average person watches about four and a half hours of television a day. Right, Um, we we are you know if if you can take and donate some of that time to Mm -hmm. knocking on a door to supporting somebody to making a phone call to doing a letter writing campaign, but what I've seen happen to generally speaking is when people begin to get engaged with it, and that's the other word that's just been I'm hearing from you guys is. Get engaged in some capacity, right? Um, We can't sit around and complain about it if we're not going to do anything about it. And there's a lot to do. There's a lot of opportunities to serve. So by reaching out to you guys and finding out, hey, there's a... And honestly, and I mean this like lovingly, like you might, your level of engagement right now be like, I'm gonna go to a play date, right, with my kids. And I'm, and there's, oh my gosh, they meet at this park by me and it's on this day. I know my family's done that and your family and Jeff's family does that. And it's like, and then out of that grows, Hey, we're going down to a rally this weekend. Hey, let's caravan up to Tallahassee. Hey, let's all go yeah. to the school board together. Hey, let's Hey, my friend actually is neighbors with the superintendent. I didn't know that. What? Right. And then you yes, see these things yeah. just organically grow and then it does allow you to have these conversations. And once you get a taste for making the difference once you get a taste for, you know, watching somebody's heart open up a little bit or mind open up a little bit, you start to almost get excited about the possibility of of making a difference and so if if you haven't gotten engaged yet with any sort of freedom and you guys are very open about this like whoever you want to be part of, right? Be part yes, of something yes. serve serve someone. Mm-hmm. Serve, serve yes. somewhere, um, but it's important that you get engaged. And so we are so thankful to have you guys on today. I think Jeff has one more question here.
1: Yeah, ben, in that spirit, too, you said something earlier, and I know you, and I know the spirit of, of, of that which was said, in, but I just want to add something to it. It was about relegating. You made the comment early on in the show about men relegating this task to their wives. Yeah. I got this hunch, especially Allie, Is it your husband that's the first responder? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. I, 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 just knowing from experience, there is something powerful when a mom and and Ben. To your point, absolutely, men, we need to step up. But I also think that one of the ways that many men can step up too is that when their wife does have a passion for one of these particular issues, man, you support her. You do everything you need to do. And I got a, I got a hunch that says that first responder husband is behind you all the way uh, with this sort of thing. Is that correct?
2: He is. He. Uh, doesn't ask questions when I'm on my computer till 2 a.m. <laughs> doing meetings or when Melissa and Julia are at family birthday parties. <laughs> yes, he's very supportive. And actually, we have a lot of men who have stepped up. I mean, um, our Jacksonville chapter has two male community ambassadors. We have two male community ambassadors in Polk and in um, mm. Pasco Pinellas. Penellis is huge. So, we've had a lot of men step up the past year. It's been really amazing to see. Even like we do happy hours on Friday nights, and the men come, and my husband will be like, Oh, I didn't know that I would like that guy. I'm like, Yeah, like we're all normal.
1: They say that about Ben a lot of times when he does things at his office. Yeah, that's no, it. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. They find out I'm going to be there. Like, you know, I'm going to stay home. Honey. No, but that's, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. that's, and, and, and it's not to take away from that, you know, absolutely that, that men should step up and have a voice in this sort of thing. But some, there are some men out there that I think one of the greatest ways that they're going to serve is when they have. You know the opportunity to support their wife in whatever way too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's not you know let's not dismiss that at all. And then I know that's not what you were doing earlier. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify on that. So
0: final word from you guys. Tell us what we need to know. Final thoughts. Words of wisdom. Magical answers for all of the world's problems. You know what? Uh, tell us final thoughts from you guys.
3: Okay, well, I'll go first. Number one, thank you guys so much for having us on this podcast. We love what you guys do, and we're so honored to be here. Um, we really have the chance to turn the tide this election, and like Ali said, if you've gone to Tallahassee, you're too late. And so right now is the time to get moving, to get active. Do not wait for our session to start, which it will start in March. Every year it changes. It goes January one year, March the next year, so remember that. Do not wait for March to get active. Get active now. Join our mailing list. We break our mailing list down by the counties. There's 67 counties in the state of Florida, 22 million people that live here. And we need to become more powerful, more growing. Get to the polls. Get working. Door knock. Get behind these grassroots candidates that really want to serve and make a huge difference and preserve our medical freedom. Melissa, Um, for
0: for you, do you... Because we have a lot of listeners across the nation, and you said we're in forty-six or forty-eight states. If they can, they find their local chapter through your website, or is there a national way? Yes, they there's find a that?
3: national. It's on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, or
2: um, you can visit freedomkeepersunited.org, and you can find all of the chapters on our global website. It's freedomkeepersunited.org. And, like, if you're in Georgia or South okay. Carolina, you can find your chapter there. Perfect. Thank you. Um, for even Australia, our Australian chapter is just doing amazing things right now. Um, finish your final words. That's on it.
3: So, so excited. Get, like come on, let's go. I'll go door knocking with you. Let's go to some meetings. Let's have some fun. Let's let's go vote. Let's go vote together, y'all. I think my final word would be visit our website because it has all the information
2: you will need, which is flfreedomkeepers.org. And again, thank you guys for having us and giving us this opportunity. And we just hope that we can help everyone here in Florida find the appropriate way that they want to advocate and keep us free.
0: Awesome. Have a great day, you guys. God bless. We'll see you soon. Thank,
2: Thank you. Bye.
1: So if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.